Blog Talk Radio. Bringing you excellent entertainment from the king of DC media. Here's the Inside Acting Radio Show. K-D-O-C-M, that's King of DC Media on the Airwaves. Welcome to another episode of the Inside Acting Radio Show. This show is sponsored by DC Actors Examiner. It is an excellent column all about the acting world. You can find an excellent column by Googling DC Actors Examiner. Tonight's guest is actor and martial artist Supreme Cliff Cunningham. And I see that Cliff is uh, waiting on the switchboard here, so let me bring him on in. Hey, Cliff, what's up, man? Hey, hey, what's happening? What's happening? I'm good. I'm good, man. So let me just dive right in here. So I know you've been busy with a lot of different projects and things. you got the entrepreneurial spirit going and everything. That's your business and everything. But let's just start out with uh, how you got into acting. All right. Well, pretty much it was a thing where I stumbled across it. Like I said, I've been acting my whole life and didn't even realize it. Like, you know, everything I did, I was honing my skill as I was coming up because everything I did required acting. At one, I mean, I was doing sales all my life, which is a form of acting. At one point, I did some rapping, poetry. Those are all things in which you have to show emotion and convince people of your true um, feelings and what you're trying to express. So that all was acting, and that was just pushing me into this. But once I came out here on the East Coast, I just one day I went through like the was it the talent section on Craigslist, and I saw that they were looking for extras for a movie. So I just you know once I did that, I just kind of fell in love with it, just being in front of the camera, you know. Yeah, man. So you mentioned uh, spoken word poetry, man. Where'd you do that? Well, it wasn't so much as spoken word poetry, but it was just I used to write it and I would perform it just at different places per se. So, like, I remember even in college when they had like open mic, I would do like a poetry or do rapping or something then. And you had to, you know, express your true feelings and convince your audience. So that was, all this stuff I was doing along was preparing me for, you know, what I'm embarking on right now. Mm. Yeah, so now, Cliff, man, you mentioned sales, too. So <laughs> give me, like, an <laughs> example of uh, some some skills you use, some acting skills, man, you use to, to sell something. Well, keep in mind, with sales and with acting, they both have one common factor, which is script, you know? Like, when okay. you're acting, you stick to the script. When you're doing right. sales, like, I mean, I started, like, in college with, like, telemarketing. What's the first thing they give you? They give you a script. So when you call Joe Schmo and his family, you know, you got to read the script off the computer. 
So right. all of that, you know, even though that wasn't exactly acting in the stage play or whatever, all of that is still a form of acting, and they all relate to each other. So right. that's, that's kind of where that where I did the telemarketing, and then I did, like, network marketing. You have to basically get up in front of the audience and talk to them about your product. So, you know, you have to really be able to relate to people and make people relate to you. So That's what's up. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. So, man, that's right. Now, what roles have you done lately? Well, lately it's been kind of quiet for me. I've, I've been doing a lot of uh, business things, but I, I have a few things that I'm working on. Uh, one thing I'm working on is with uh, – Tanya Lumpkin, you guys know her as Soleil, the the rapper, singer. Uh, okay. we, we have some, we have something in the works, but I'm not gonna you know disclose too much about that at this time. And then I did a little bit of uh, discovery ID work too. So just been okay. kind of you know having those things go for right now, you know. Yeah, man. So you gotta tell me. So so how'd you how'd you meet Soleil? <laughs> well, it actually started, I met her, I want to say, back in 1999 in Chicago. Mm. And I met her at, um, <clears throat> it was a music convention. That's when she, had, you know, came out on the scene and she dropped the 456 joint with uh, JT Money. So at the time, I was an aspiring artist, and I just kind of, you know, I went up to her and introduced myself and, you know, told her, you know, thank you for letting me have the opportunity to meet you and, you know, share a little bit about myself. She was very friendly, very nice. So I met her then, and that was that. Now, years later, once I moved out here on the East Coast, I saw her again in 2011, and we were on the set of a movie that she did, well, that we all did, um, it was called Dead Money. That was the first the first acting joint I did. So when okay. I was there, I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, I remember you. You may not remember me, but, you know, I'm Cliff. I met you back in, you know, such and such. And she was like, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I just, uh, we became Facebook friends, and we were just kind of chit-chatting on and off, and then we wound up, you know, becoming business partners. So shout out to oh, Soleil for that, you know. Mhm. Oh man, that's what's up. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. So let me back up a little bit, man. So uh, you've done stage, right? So what stage shows have you done? Ah, uh, let's see. When I started, <laughs> I did one. It was called. Uh, man, I can't even think of the name of it. It was called Oh Sins of the Father. Okay. And it was it was a church play. And it was about, um, well, basically, like I said, it was sins of the father, and I happened to be the sinning father. So basically I had to portray the father that was no good for his family, um, abusive husband, a deadbeat dad, only like to, uh, well, an alcoholic, you know, drug addict, did all that stuff. And I had to portray this guy, and I did it. And, you know, the audience, when I was done with it, the audience hated me 
but they hated me. That let me know that I did my job because it's like I can't. That's right. I I couldn't stand you before for the last hour and a half. I hated you, but now that I'm actually <laughs> speaking with you, you know, I love it. I love that because that I could tell that wasn't really you, but you put that on and you played that role. So. That that let me know right there, and that was like in the early stages of my acting. So once I did that, it really like shot my confidence level up, and that was that, you know. Yeah, you know you're doing a good job when when they hate you. You know they you know you're the villain, <laughs> and they want to throw stuff at the stage. Right, right, yeah, they did. So I I felt good about that one. Yeah. So what mm-hmm. sort of roles do you seek out? Well, it's funny because now the roles that I'm, you know, I'm seeking out, I'm looking at more um, action roles, you know. Like the two things that I really think that I'm looking for going forward, well, I mean, obviously I would take any roles I feel that I can comfortably play with no type of problem. But lately, I don't know, I've been feeling like I've been wanting to do one of the A's, either action, or excuse me, action or comedy. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I hear that you're quite the uh, the martial artist, man. Uh, you're in the Thai Chi <laughs> and all this stuff. And you got to walk me through how you got into that, man. And how good are you? <laughs> well, well, I mean, I'm, I'm okay. You know, I put it to you like this. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> You know, I I never I'm like you know you know how Bruce Lee used to say he say a few tricks from back home, that's it. I mean <laughs> I, I won't I won't sit up here and lie and say I'm a seventh degree black belt in eighteen different styles because I'm not. But what happened was as, you know as a little kid, I used to always watch the little martial arts shows and you know as a kid you think you Bruce Lee you running around the house jumping and kicking like in uh, Into the Dragon. <laughs> And that's what I used to do. And I would watch the TV and I would rewind it over and over again. Like, okay, so when Bruce kicked, he did this kick. He did this jump. And so I would, you know, try to do that. And that was great in grade school. And all that worked out fine and dandy. You think you Bruce until you get that one bully that's bigger than you. And he cold clocks you in your face. And you Uh get that reality check. Like, oh, man, (laughs) Bruce didn't get hit like that, you know? So... Um, I mean, as a kid, I had to, you know, go through that. But, you know, growing up, I just decided, like, you know, at some point in time, I think I had a problem with some people who were bigger than me who always wanted to use their size as being intimidating. So I was like, well, you know what, I'm not, I need to take some skills, you know, take some training so I can really, you know, get over my fear of somebody being bigger than me trying to, attack me. So what I did is I have a cousin who's like a, you know, he was a professional boxer, heavyweight. So he, I went to him. Well, this is when I was older, though. Like, once I got older, I just wanted to learn a skill set. So I went uh-huh. to him and I said, you know, can you teach me to box? And he was like, sure, come by the gym. So I went there one day and he just started teaching me and teaching me so then I started kind of developing my hands. So I kind of was doing that on and off for like maybe three, four years. And then this was in Chicago. And then once yeah. I moved up here, I um, 
I went to UFC gym and started, you know, training with them more in boxing, and then some of the instructors started teaching me a little bit of Muay Thai, too. And mm-hmm. after that, I, I joined uh, Stillwater Tai Chi. That's that's where I train at now. And I've been doing that on and off for a couple of years. So I got I got a few tricks in my back pocket if, you know, if danger, <laughs> if, if, if apprehended with danger. I, I got a few tricks in my back pocket, but I won't say that I'm like a, you know, like I say, a eighth-degree seafood or nothing like that because I'm not, so. Yeah. You know, uh, you know that famous quote, man, from uh, Mike Tyson. Everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. Yes, that is so true. <laughs> I, I remember, I remember that it was that way for me. The first time I got in the ring and sparred when I did boxing, is oh, everybody wow. got a plan. Yeah, it's like everybody got a plan until you get hit hard in the face, not just hit, because you can get hit in the face <laughs> and keep going, but. I mean, I got hit, like, the guy, it was so funny because the guy was, um, he was younger than me. Like, he was young. Like, I'm talking oh, high really? school young. Yeah, like high school young. And, you know, he, he had a little bit more boxing um, technique than me because he was doing it longer. So we got in the ring and we sparred, and my coach told me, he said, look, he's going to try to knock you out. He's going to try to test you. All you got to do is check him with your power. So he told me that. So I said, okay, cool. So we get in the ring and we're sparring. And, I mean, this kid was, like, trying to take my head off. Like, like he, he mm. acted like he was in a real fight. So I said, okay, cool. And what was crazy is that he was taller than me. So, you know, he had that whole reach thing down pat. So he yeah. tried to keep me at the end of his jab in his right hand. But um, what I had to do was I had to fight my fight. So what I did is I wound up closing up the distance, and then I just, you know, kept hitting him with the with the three and the four. And every time I would catch him with, like, you know, a three to the body and then uppercut for the, you know, to finish off the combination, and I checked him with right. power. And then I, after that, he was done because I said, man, I'm not about to let this high school kid whoop me, you know? Yeah, so, but I mean, he, yeah. his skill set was better. But I just had to check him with power, so, and that was it, you know. Yeah, you had to equalize it. Yeah, man. <laughs> so you had uh, got those great actors out there that could fight too, man. Like Jim Kelly, late great Jim Kelly, and Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. Which of those two cats do you think is a better actor? Between Jim and Bruce. Yeah. Well, see, it depends. It depends on how you look at it. Because, I mean, if we talking about, you know, just like Jim Kelly, was, I think Bruce would be that overall guy that everybody would like better as an actor. But, you know, as us, just the actor part. I'm not talking about the martial arts. But the actor part, I would probably say that uh, Jim was better on the acting part because he just had that cool kind of style about him, you know? Yeah. You know, you can always relate to Jim. So, Definitely. Yep. Yeah, it was going on about Mr. Handman and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right, you come right out of yep. a comic book. <laughs> right out of a yep. comic book, yep. And then, mm-hmm. uh, oh, then Michael <clears throat> Jai White. What do you think about uh, Michael Jai White? I like Jai White. Jai White has always been um, one of my favorites because he's, you know, the thing about him is <clears throat> he's like, 
so cool when he does it. You know, like Michael Jai White just keeps the same regular face. It's like he don't get mad or nothing. He just like, look, I'm about to break you down, and I'm still going to have the same look on my face when I do it. Like, I like those type of actors, like, because to me it shows that they can keep their emotions in check. And one rule as a martial artist is that you have to remain calm and keep don't let your emotions get the best of you. Because when you yeah. do, that's when you lose the fight. And I remember John Bones Jones was saying that. He was like, that's how I'm able to beat everybody because a lot of people lose their cool and I'm able to just, you know, maintain my yeah. So, and I guess that's why he's the undefeated champ. That's right. That's right. So then what kind of uh, skills have you used as far as, like, staying calm and, say, like, auditions and sales and that kind of thing? What kind of text do, techniques do you use to stay calm? Well, you are, when you... Um, when you're doing, like, auditions and when you're doing sales, the the first rule is that, like you said, you always just have to relax. Like, you have to know no matter how bad the situation is, and this is where my Tai Chi kicks in because, you know, Tai Chi is all about, you know, inner relaxation, meditation, being able to calm yourself, and that's what happens. Like, something may happen, and I may be, like, something that will get me, like, super worked up normally, but now I'm just kind of like, okay, Cliff, calm down, resort to the Tai Chi. You know, it's kind of like when you see the TV shows and people say, woosa, woosa. You know, it's it's, it's kind of like that same concept. You just want to just kind of breathe, relax, figure out the best solution. Don't stress yourself out because in the end, it's all going to work out. So I kind of keep that with auditions. Like I used to go to auditions and I used to be like, I got to nail this audition because this is how I'm going to, you know, pay this bill or do this or have money for this and have money for that. But now it's, it's kind of like, you know, you just take it calm, relax, and everything will flow, you know? And even with the sales thing, like, I'll be like, I, I set certain goals for myself when doing sales. I say, okay, well, today I want to go out and sell X amount of items. And then if the number gets close, then I'm happy. If the number's nowhere near, I'll be like, well, damn, I didn't sell what I thought I was going to sell. And then, you know, instead of me stressing about it, it's like, it's okay. You're just going to have to take another extra day and sell and make it up. So teaches me how to relax under pressure and breathe, you know? Right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, man, so we're coming near the end here. So talk a little bit about some of your favorite uh TV roles you've done. Favorite TV roles. Let's see. Um, does it have to just be TV or can it be acting? Period. I, could, I guess it could be anything. Yeah, yeah. Favorite roles you've done in the past. Okay. Well, we'll start with TV since you said that. I like when we did um, Evil Twins, and it was the episode on Discovery ID. It was Dante's and Dante's Inferno, and I had a chance. Like, I mean, I played a crook before, but I mean, in there, I was like a hardcore crook. Like, it was myself and the two twins. So there was a bachelor party going on. 
So what we did is we basically jumped into the bachelor party and we like shot up the whole bachelor party. Mm. And and then we got out, we took everybody's jewels and then we made a run for it. And it was it was kinda of funny because that day we had to act like it was filmed in Florida, okay? And this was the heart of the winter in Silver Spring, Maryland or wherever we was. It was snowing and everything. And we had to act like we were in Florida and we did we had to do like a getaway scene and we had to like keep jumping in the car jumping in and out of the car, and it was just like, man, it's freezing out here. Have we had enough takes? <laughs> so that was one. That was, as far as TV, that was probably the best. And I also had a, um, I had a small little skit on Chicago Fire. That was pretty cool just because, you know, it's uh, something on NBC, but the skit was so small, it was just kind of like, uh, it was a scene where I was just rushing through there, and I was a nurse at the hospital. So, but it still was cool just because it was, you know, because it was Chicago Fire. And nurse. I would say the uh, last one was probably that role that I played as the uh, abusive husband because I know that's not me. So I had to really dig deep for that role. And when I um, right before the play, I remember watching What's Love Got to Do With It, trying to get in the character. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I thought that was pretty interesting that I was able to pull that one out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to dig mm-hmm. deep sometimes. Okay, man, yes, so sir. we're coming up on about six minutes left. So uh, I want you to get into, I know that you're uh, in the women's self-defense industry, so uh Talk a little bit about, about that, some of your products you got out there, and then just finish up with uh, how fans can keep up with you. Okay. So uh, what happened is I just recently launched a company called Position of Power, and it was a spinoff from my old company, The Gift of Safety. But what it is is I have a personal safety product line, and on this product line we sell, um, like, pepper spray, Stun guns, cat keychains. Uh, we also added to the list. We added um, pen knives and comb knives, and the list is steady growing each day. And we we have the pepper spray that kind of looks like the lipstick, so nobody really knows what it is. So what I do is I put these um, items together. And I go around to different business establishments where I know there are a lot of women working and they work late because, again, our focus is on personal safety. So I'll go and I'll ask to speak with the owner, and then the owner would, you know, I would tell her him or her what I'm doing. Then they say, okay, sure. And then next thing you know, I just did this one time as a trial run, and I got rid of everything I had in like an hour. So after mm. that, I was like, I was like, whoa, I might be on to something. So I said, okay, well, maybe that was luck. So I tried it again, and then I got more inventory, and I think I got rid of that. And, like, it was, it was a lot more, so it took me about a day. But I was like, whoa. So I saw the kind of money that it produced, and I was like, wow. I was like, um, I think I might be on to something. So what I did in addition to that is I hooked up with um, – Master Brown or Dennis Brown School of Wushu um, out there in, in Lanham, 
and in Silver Springs. So I spoke with them, and I wound up partnering with them. So now the way we have it set up is we actually give women self-defense workshops, and we sell our personal safety items. So, I mean, I think that's one thing where, you know, I think it's excellent, and women love that. We give these workshops, and we teach these ladies everything from if a man chokes you, if a man grabs you the wrong way, to as far as if a man gets on top of you, how to get him off of you. So that's that's definitely things that are critical nowadays, you know? Oh, yeah. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. That's right. So uh, throw your website out there. Okay. Well, the website is under construction, but I will throw my information out there. My name is uh-huh. Cliff Cunningham. And I can be reached at, what is my email, cliff at positionofpower.com. That's my website. That's cliff at positionofpower.com. I can be reached on Facebook at, you know, facebook.com and then the forward slash and then the word sensation, S-E-N-S-A-T-I-O-N, and then the number one. So that's facebook.com forward slash sensation one. And I can be reached on Instagram under Aviator Cliff, A-V-I-A-T-O-R Cliff. And real quick, I just want to say if anybody in the DMV is interested in martial art classes, they can either go to Stillwater Tai Chi if you are in the Fairfax, Virginia area, or if not, you can definitely look up Dennis Brown School of Wushu and Shaolin Kung Fu. That's in Lanham and in Silver Springs, Maryland. And tell either right. one, tell either one of the instructors I sent you. <laughs> That's what's up, man. Well, Cliff, you've been a sensational guest, man. It's always uh, good to have you on the show. Uh, thank you so much. Oh, Will, I forgot one more thing, sir. Uh-huh. Uh, I forgot to give them prices. Uh, the uh-huh. stun guns are, if you want the stun guns, they're nineteen ninety nine. If you want any of the other items, pepper spray, cat keychain, um, the pen knife, the comb knife, anything else, it's nine ninety nine. So you can go ahead and email me or inbox me, and we'll go ahead and get those orders out to you. And it's free shipping. All right. That's great. Okay, Cliff, well, uh, thanks again for coming on the show, and uh, best of luck to you. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. It's always been a pleasure. All right, likewise. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. And let me leave you with this quote uh, from James Dean before I leave here. It says, being a good actor isn't easy. Being a man is even harder. I want to be both before I'm done. Good night.